Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 51 Employment Records Retention. My name is Thomas Rock Lindsay, and I am your small business buddy, instructor, and servant. And I'm here to help you thrive in your role as an employer. This is where small business owners gain employer intelligence in around seven minutes every Tuesday and Thursday. Now, employers often overlook the area of records retention compliance, which can result in civil penalties. But what's more impactful is that you won't be able to defend yourself against certain employee accusations or government action if you discard these records too early. How hard could it be? Government is not reason. It's not eloquence, it is force. On this episode of Small Biz Brainiac, let's rock this. This quote from George Washington, well, is misattributed to George Washington, actually. In fact, according to Mount Vernon's website, they don't know who said it. Regardless, the saying is true. The government tells you what to do, no matter how nonsensical it is. If you don't do it, they threaten you with penalties and prison, and they back those threats up with force. The various federal employment records retention laws are a good illustration of the government is not reason statement. Every time the idiots in Congress pass a new federal law, they turn it over to the mindless bureaucrats who then write the rules. They don't bother to coordinate these rules with the rules from other bureaucrats and other agencies, and so you end up with this mishmash of regulations that leave employers scratching their heads wondering what to do. For example, if you only retain documents used in the hiring process for the one to two years required, based on certain conditions, and one of your employees files a complaint asserting a violation of the Equal Pay Act, then thanks to the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act, and depending on how far back the alleged violation began, you won't have what might have been a key document in your defense. Prior to the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act, The Equal Pay Act severely restricted the time period for filing complaints of employment discrimination concerning compensation. But now, each paycheck that contains discriminatory compensation is a separate violation. Now, what do you know about these laws and how they apply to you? How are you ensuring your compliance? Your document retention policy needs to take into consideration situations like this. Now, if you just follow the minimum retention requirements, you could be hanging yourself out to dry. And to illustrate this, let me tell you about the civil rights violation lawsuit filed by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission in 2015. The Civil Rights Act of 1967 prohibits employment discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, and national origin. In this case, Martina Oz applied for two open warehouse positions at Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Mobile in June of 2010. During the investigation, the EEOC requested the company's employment applications for potential and actual hires dating back to February 2010, which the company couldn't produce. Now, they lost the case, and here's what the EEOC said in a press release earlier this year. It says, in part, quote, Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Mobile, a manufacturer, bottler, and distributor of soft drinks products, will pay $35,000 and furnish other significant relief 
to settle a sex discrimination lawsuit filed by the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the agency announced today. According to EEOC's suit, Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Mobile refused to hire Martina O's, an applicant for two vacant warehouse positions, because she is female. While O's had the required warehouse and forklift experience, the company chose to hire less qualified men for the available positions. End quote. Now, the EEOC also charged that by not preserving all the application materials related to those positions, the company violated federal record-keeping laws, although I'm not sure which record-keeping laws since the retention period had ended for the Civil Rights Act. The EEO statement goes on to say that the company was ordered to conduct annual training of its employees on discrimination and retaliation for the next three years, develop a new or revise their existing anti-discrimination policies and hiring processes, and designate a director-level employee to coordinate its compliance with anti-discrimination laws and compliance with the decree. Well, here are some of the other federal employment laws that require you to keep specific information for a set amount of time and make available to the government for inspection. Payroll tax laws, including the Federal Insurance Contributions Act and the Federal Unemployment Tax Act, Americans with Disabilities Act, Immigration Reform and Control Act, Age Discrimination in Employment Act, the Fair Labor Standards Act, the Vietnam-era Veterans Readjustment Assistance Act of 1974, Executive Order 11246, Family Medical Leave Act, Occupational Safety and Health Act. Let's look at a few of these, and then we'll talk about a maintenance program. Payroll tax laws. You need to retain for four years from the payment of payroll taxes the wage records, including federal taxable earnings, taxable basis calculations, actual taxes withheld, and the dates of those withholdings, as well as Form W-4. Immigration Reform and Control Act. You need to retain the Form I-9 for either three years after the date of hire or one year after termination, whichever is later. Occupational Safety and Health Act. You'll need to maintain the OSHA 300 log and Forms 301 for the present year plus the preceding five years. For the 300 log, you have to keep information about injuries or illnesses if they result in death, days away from work, restriction of work, medical treatment beyond first aid, loss of consciousness, as well as work-related causes of cancer, chronic irreversible disease, fractured or cracked bone, or punctured eardrum. Additional criteria include any needle stick injury or cut from a sharp object that is contaminated with another person's blood, or a potentially infectious material. The list goes on, but you get the picture. And for each claim on the 300 log, you need a 301 with its corresponding data set. The Fair Labor Standards Act requires you to retain for three years information including address, social security number, gender, date of birth, occupation, and job classification, and compensation records, amounts, and dates of actual payments, time and day of the week when the work week begins, total hours worked, on and on. Keeping copies of your employees' paychecks isn't enough to satisfy these requirements. You have to keep time cards, the W-4, new hire paperwork, worksheets, pay rate changes, benefit enrollment forms, and, and any deduction agreements. These records must be available for inspection by the Department of Labor within 72 hours' notice. So you can see how each of these laws requires you to retain overlapping information for varying amounts of time. 
and destroying one set of data in compliance with one law would result in tossing it out too early for another. For example, you have to keep FLSA records for three years, but since the passage of the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act and the relevance of the data on these types of claims that you can be sued for, you need to keep it for seven years after termination. You can keep things simple by putting every record into three categories for retention timeframes. Keep the I-9 form for either three years after the date of hire or one year after termination, whichever is later. Keep medical drug test results and work comp claim records for 30 years. Yes, 30 years. And keep all other files for seven years after termination. Now, you should also segregate all the records into eight different files and store them separate and apart from each other. Here are the eight categories. Recruiting and hiring decision files, the I-9 form, promotion, discipline, performance and payment data, garnishment files, benefit information, medical records including drug test results, workers' compensation claim files, and investigative files. This would be for employee misconduct. Next, you need to establish a clear policy on record retention and destruction, including a schedule, file location, and methods of destruction, and designate someone as your records administrator charged with oversight, compliance, and making file access determinations. And of course, you also have to look at state record retention laws to make sure that you're complying with those. Well, there you have it, but since we're a little short on time, I'm going to forego the recap. If you have any questions, though, or you need any help at all with this, don't hesitate to ask. Go to smallbizbrainiac.com and fire away. I am here to help. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac. Small Biz Brainiac.